Ready, set, save, California. It's sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure-ready Explorer or the all-new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford F-150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So ready, set, save. The Labor Day sellathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September third. Hello and welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotovids podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty well. NBA in full swing. NBA prop season. My one of my favorite times of year. You know, we've been we've been doing really good stuff over at Action Network in terms of our prop content this year. Uh, my top prop of the day was Harrison. Uh, I'm sorry, Wesley Matthews points, and he's already got it covered in the second quarter. So. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about myself today. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. And I managed to put together a winning week last week in uh, in my picks. So everything is good in my world right now. Yeah, I like it. You know, everything's coming up, Maddie. That's... uh. Hopefully we can sustain that. I think that would be optimal. Got to keep it going. <clears throat> now, before we get into today's show, let's remind you, as always, you can still support you know the whole Road of His Radio network through Patreon. Get access to Road of His Live, just $5 per month. Road of His Live, answer all of your Sunday morning content questions, be it DFS, be it you know season long, who to add, who to drop, how to set your lineup, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, you know, just $5 gets you access to that. I am a sometimes appearer on that show. Uh, so if you like me, uh, it's a reason, you know, am I worth $5 to you? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But I, ho- <laughs> You're hopefully. worth at least $5 to me, Anthony. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so you get the four shows per month on top of the four. You get the four shows per month on top of the 40 podcasts we already produce every month for just $5. Goodbyes, in my opinion. Uh, and of course, you can get your 30% off discount through Rotoviz NFL Pass through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. I mean, uh, you know, I'm going to see this every week, right? We're in the middle of the season. Trade candidates. I think this is a great time of year to trade. It's a, you know, buy season. I think a lot of people in our league, Matt, they know how to work, work the trade networks when they have good teams and the buys are happening. So, uh, good time to check out Rotoviz content to know kind of who to, who to target. As we approach fantasy playoffs, yeah, absolutely. I've been checking that out. I'm at seven and zero in one dynasty league, so I'm trying to uh, find some guys maybe to uh, to put the team over the top on the late season playoff stretch. You know, got some draft picks that I'm looking to move. So Rotoviz has been very helpful in that department. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, if we're if you're trying to trade draft picks, that's basically like half of our dynasty content. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get to the week eight lines. Uh, kind of crazy to think we're we're basically halfway through the season, um, but you know we got four teams on by again this week. We got fourteen games to cover. 
So uh, let's start <clears throat> with the Thursday night game, Dolphins at Texans. Uh, one of the bigger spreads I think we've seen so far on Thursday night, Texans seven and a half point home favorites. Total is at 44. What do you got, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could put myself on repeat for the early parts of the show at least. Like, I'm just going to keep taking favorites on Thursday night. It has not done me wrong this year. They're 5-1 and one against the spread. And again, that one loss was the Bengals at home against the Ravens. So, uh, you know, the the wrong team you could make a case for was favored in that game. So favorites just with the short time to prepare just tend to crush in this situation. We saw it last week with Denver. You know, me and you both liked Arizona, thought that they could make that a game. Uh, and maybe they still could have, but... Denver ended up just wiping the floor with them, scored two defensive touchdowns. So I'm not overthinking it. I'm taking the Texans here. Uh, the Dolphins defense got torched by Detroit last week. They gave up 457 yards. Uh, we know that the Texans can move the ball on offense. You know, they haven't been scoring at a super consistent rate. Uh, they, they barely squeaked one out last week against the Titans after Mike Vrabel decided to go for two, but I trust them to move the ball enough in this, you know, short, uh, weak situation. I think they're the better team, so I will lay the points. It feels like it might be too many points for the Texans, but I'm just going to trust the Thursday night numbers. Yeah, it feels like a lot of points, but I mean, Houston has very quietly, or maybe not so quietly, I don't know, I'm, I don't live in Houston, uh, like become the team that we thought they were going to be in the preseason. Like they were obviously a very popular overpick at around eight, eight and a half. Um, you know, a lot of people expected the next best thing out of Deshaun Watson, uh, but they started 0-3, but they've reeled off four straight wins. Uh, I would argue that, uh, at least two of those wins were, were fairly impressive. Um, at Jacksonville last week, not with, you know, probably being the best. Uh, so like, I, I feel like this is a team kind of rolling into form and the Dolphins are kind of going in the other direction. They have a little inner turmoil with the whole Devontae Parker thing. Uh, they've got, uh, just like, the nut low pace going on offensively. Um, you know, Adam Gase is clueless. So lots of things happening, I think, going against Miami. So I like Houston here. I mean, you mentioned obviously it's a big pace up game for, for the Dolphins. Uh, Houston top 10 in, in offensive pace. And, uh, you know, if you look at just the pure matchups, they maybe don't match up like position for position as well as you'd like. But I just don't really think that Miami can stop Houston in this spot. Uh, if you can give up, almost 200 yards rushing to the Detroit Lions, uh, you certainly can give up uh, many, many points to the Houston Texans. So I, I, I'll get that really well. Uh, Eagles at Jags, quote-unquote at Jags. Uh, this is the London game this week. Uh, bright and early, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. So you get the wall-to-wall football going, which is kind of nice. Eagles are favored by three. Uh, what do you make of this matchup, Matt? Yeah, I mean, the line here is saying that this is, you know, a neutral field game. And it is, right? It's being played in London. But I think if any one team can still get some sort of a home field advantage by playing one of their home games in London, it's the Jaguars, right? They've played there uh, three years in a row. This will be their fourth year in a row. And they are at least somewhat used to the whole process at this point. At least, you know, Blake Bortles is, um, who hopefully will make it through the full game this week. We'll see. You never know. Uh 
they're actually 3-0 and against the spread in these London games, so there might be some sort of a edge there in terms of the fact that they do this every year. This will be the first time that the Eagles have ever played in London, so it's going to be a completely new experience for them. We've talked a little bit about the Jaguars and how their defense is uh, overrated, but I still think that the way that this line is being presented the Jaguars are the correct side here the Eagles have not looked like the same team that won the Super Bowl last year they've been you know pretty lackadaisical at times so I'm gonna back the Jaguars I think we're getting a couple points of spread value here I think they're the correct side yeah I really like Jacksonville here I mean I think that uh you mentioned the experience I think that the experience is a huge factor in this matchup I mean I I I don't think that we can underestimate I mean we talk about West Coast teams going east all the time. Um, how about the far East, east. Coast teams <laughs> going further east, you know, into into the UK? Like I feel like that's a tremendous a tremendous thing to have to deal with. So uh to have done at three years in a row, now a fourth year in a row, uh they have seasoned veterans of uh of London and kind of all that it entails. So I think that matters a lot. And yeah, I mean the Eagles have been really sluggish this year. They just got uh, you know, come back on. I don't know if that's a, a true verb, but you know, <laughs> by Cam Newton. And, uh, yeah, I think overall they've kind of been disappointing, obviously particularly in the secondary. It's not really a, a concern in this matchup with uh, Blake Snortles. But I think uh, I think that, like you said, we are getting some spread value, and I do like a, uh, like a quote-unquote home dog because I, I, I am with you on this being – like the, the, the U.K. folk, like they have to think that – the Jaguars are like the the best team in the NFL, right? Like they're just, they're loving it. I mean, from what it sounds like, the Jaguars have maybe a better fan base in London than they do in Jacksonville. Yeah, I can totally buy that. So this this might be their only true home game of the season, if we want to look at it that way. I mean, I'd be down with them just, I mean, not to get on tangent, but I've been saying they should just put a team there in London. I think that'd be really cool. Um and not terrible to schedule, by the way. I, I think that you can you can very easily schedule that. You know, that's home for long stretches. Every team that goes there obviously still gets the bye after, and uh, they're basically just home all during the bye weeks, and then the first couple weeks of the season and the last few weeks of the season they're away. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing, Roger. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah, I uh, mean, I'll, I'll leave that to the uh, to the people who make the big bucks. I don't. You know, it'd be interesting, you know, that I don't know if that would be an advantage to play like four road games followed by eight home games followed by four road games. But, right, you know, it would certainly be worth experimenting. There are definitely some teams in the United States that don't need a team. You know what I'm saying? So 100 (laughs) percent. And and I'm trying to hit up T-Dot. I feel like Toronto needs some exposure. Yeah, I love Uh, Canada. (laughs) Hopefully Quadras too. Uh, Jets at Bears. Uh, Bears minus seven at home. I mean, I a forty-five point total. I'm gonna ask what you think about this, Matt. Obviously, but like the Bears, just they just get like there's been a few games where they just get these big spreads, and I'm I'm not really sure I buy it. Uh, what do you think? A lot of love for the Bears. You know, um, their offense has looked much better. You know, since they've integrated Tariq Cohen, which we've kind of been asking for all season, and they're finally yeah. doing it. And look at that, good things are happening. So. Uh, I think that's gonna, you know, a trend that's here to stay. Cohen's gonna be involved, you know, at the expense of Jordan Howard more than likely. But 
Uh, their their offense has been good, and when you combine that with their defense, it does make them a pretty scary opponent. Uh, the Jet the Jets were, I thought, a, a little bit of a deceptive result last week. Like that game against Minnesota was pretty close for the duration, but things kind of got out of hand at the end. Bad special teams. Yeah, so I will uh, I will side with the Jets getting seven here because I don't know if. The Bears are at the point where they deserve to be seven, you know, seven point favorites versus most teams at this point. But I also could very easily see a situation where their defense really forces uh, Sam Darnold to struggle, maybe generate some turnovers. He's been pretty loose with the football, hasn't led to a tremendous amount of turnovers, but he throws some passes that could very easily turn into picks. Maybe the Bears can capitalize that. You know, obviously they have a tremendous pass rush with uh, Khalil Mack. So uh, I will take the Jets getting the points, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is probably a stay away for me, but I, I believe the Jets will be the correct side. I mean, even on the road, I know that the Bears, uh, you know, being at home is, is probably somewhat of a, a tremendous advantage. But I don't, uh, I just don't think that they're touchdown favorites against anyone right now. I don't think they're that good. I think that, they were like a decent matchup against the Patriots last week, but still found a way to not cover. Um, or maybe the Patriots found a way to cover. That seems more realistic, but I just don't think that like, I don't want, I don't want to lay a touchdown with the Bears ever. That, that was, that was a classic game where like all the sharp money was coming in on the Bears. And I was like, you know cool. how this ends. You know, like I don't understand. People just continue to think that the Pats are a normal team and they're just not. They cover yep. in, in situations where most teams don't. What do you think? What do you think a good coach is worth, like against the spread? Like I, I think that's one thing that doesn't really get factored in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like is a coach worth like three points? Like the difference between like Bill Belichick and you know Matt Nagy, is that is that worth three points? You know, like it's definitely worth something. I mean, it's it's obviously reflected in the team's record and how you view the team overall. Correct. But like the coaching edge probably does factor into it. I mean, look at that whole debacle going on with the Giants last week and their decision to go for two. Like how many idiots were like, why would you go for two in this situation? Like it's there are still so many dumb people in the National Football League. It's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. Did you see uh, Francesa talking about that? Of course I did. (laughs) (laughs) That was really bad. That's the exact kind of people that I'm talking about because you know there are more people like him running yep. teams and coaching teams than there are, you know, guys like Belichick or, you know, uh, Sean McVay who might might have honestly replaced Belichick as the best coach in the league at this point. So, yeah, I love when people are just like, yeah, 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 I know. I know the analytics and the numbers say this, but uh, I mean, it's just common sense. You don't go for two. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just like, so okay. funny because once one coach gets in and starts doing all the analytically correct stuff and maybe that'll never happen. But I have some hope that it'll happen at some point. Then every team in the league is going to adjust because that's how it is. One person needs to show everyone in the way. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, like this. Uh, they're really onto something with this whole going for it on fourth down more often. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody has known that that's the correct st- strategy for years. Not to go on too much of a tangent, but. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, I'm with you. Um, I mean, 
any like any of the 32 teams that wish to employ me to run their analytics like in game, I will happily do it for you. So, uh, at, Bucks at Bengals. Uh, Cincy minus four and a half at home, 54 point total. Uh, one of the more likely shootouts of the week, I would say, Matt. What say you? Yeah, I mean, the Bucks are a shootout team. We've talked about it. Good offense, bad defense. Bengals kind of along that same mold, right? Like they've played in a lot of shootouts this year themselves. Uh, this is a game that is very difficult for me to handicap. I, I liked it more early in the week when the Bucks were bigger favorites. They were getting, you know, closer to six points, I think, when this line opened up. But the Sharps kind of bet that down right away. Uh, the way that it stands right now, I probably will side with the Bengals. The Bengals are, um, you know, a pretty good home team, underrated home team. And James Winston is just someone that I will continue to bet against for as long as he's a starting quarterback. The guy is just not a winning football player. He makes too many mistakes, too many turnovers. But uh, this line is kind of right where I think it should be. So this is more of a stay away from me. But I will side with the Bengals, uh, you know, without confidence. Uh, I'm siding with the Bucks here. I think that Tampa is a little bit better than their record shows. I think offensively they they do a lot of things that Cincinnati doesn't really have an answer for. Uh, but really where I'm going here is over on the total. I mean, I think over 54 is a, a really strong wager right now. Again, like 54, one of those high totals that I don't think a lot of people like to go over on. But if you just look at the data, like both of these teams are top 12 in pace, Tampa Bay's third. Um, and both teams have uh, significant advantages in the passing game. Uh, Tampa Bay plus 18 pass DVOA versus Cincy defensive pass DVOA and the Bengals plus 15. So I think we're going to see a lot of success through the air. Um, we're going to see up tempo. And I think as a result, I will take this. I mean, uh, the only time that Tampa Bay has not gone over was last week and uh, they only lost it by one point. So, I mean, I think that over is still going to be a good trend for games involving the Bucks. Uh, I don't think their defense necessarily played better last week. I know that they didn't get completely shredded, but, uh, some of the mistakes that the Browns made were, were uh, I know this will be hard to believe, but uh, Browns mistakes. So I think uh, I think over here is is the side I like best. Uh, let's see where the heck am I on the outline? Very professional. Uh, Seahawks <laughs> at Lions. Detroit three point home favorite, forty nine and a half point total. We have uh, you know Seattle off the bye. Uh, West Coast team going east though. What do you think? Yeah, this is one of my favorite spots of the week. I like the Lions here. Uh, you mentioned the West Coast going east. That's 156, 138, and 7 against the uh, spread for the East Coast team, that is. So not an overwhelming you know, difference, but it's enough, in my opinion, that I think that the Lions get an edge from it. Uh, we also love targeting Seattle when they're on the road. They're 0-2-1 against the spread this season, and the numbers going back to since Russell Wilson has been quarterback are even more drastic. But I just think that the Lions are actually a pretty good football team. You know, they kind of deceived us with that opening night loss against the Jets. They got stomped 48-17. to But as we've talked about, that was a pretty deceptive outcome. You know, the Jets scored on defense. They scored on special teams. They just everything that could go wrong for Detroit went wrong in that game. Stafford threw five picks. Uh, Since then, they've beaten New England. They've beaten Green Bay, they've beaten Miami, and then they've lost by two, and they've lost by three to Dallas and San Francisco on the road. Uh, 
So those are, you know, good results. The San Francisco loss was when Garoppolo was still at quarterback. So I think that this Lions team is actually better than people think it is right now. They only have a 3-3 and record, but uh, they have some quality wins in there mixed with some close losses. I think that they should have enough to get it done against the Seahawks team. You know, if you look at the line, they're saying that these two teams are even on a neutral field, and I just don't think that's the case. I think the Lions are the better team. Yeah, Seattle has been a little peskier than I expected, especially on defense. Russell, bro, Uh it's all about the muscle. (laughs) Well, I mean, their defense has played pretty well. I mean, they're top five in defense. He motivates DLA, them. Top three against the pass. Um, I mean, I think <laughs> I think He sneaks Russell out there and plays some awesome. linebacker. You don't realize he's out there. But <laughs> it's the muscle, I'm telling you. Um, but I, I do think that Detroit is, like, very underrated. And I think Matt Stafford is, is always underrated. I mean, I, I don't think that guy gets the respect he deserves. Uh, Detroit is the last team in pace. This season, they are not running very many plays. Very, very symptomatic of uh, Jim Bob Cooter. That's kind of been his mo since he got there. Yep. Um, but you know they've still run a very, very effective offense. I mean, this is someone who, uh, you know, on offense you still have the three big weapons. I think that that's a, a unique struggle for Seattle. And if you just kind of look at like who Seattle has played, um, not an impressive, not an impressive list in my opinion. Overall, I mean, obviously they had the close game against the Rams, which was a, a you know a good football game. But they've beaten so far, you know, Case Keenum, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, or I'm sorry, played against uh, Dak, Rosen, and Carr. I mean, not a who's who in terms of quarterbacks. So I, I still think that the jury is kind of out on who Seattle is. I think you could argue that Stafford's the best quarterback that they've seen. Um, and I think that Stafford will make him pay. So I'm with you. I mean, I think three points is just too thin. I think this should be probably a little closer to like four and a half, five. Uh, and I feel a little better about it. Yep. And just to build off of your Stafford point, since that opening night loss to the Jets, he's got 11 touchdown passes. He's thrown for at least two TDs in every game and only one pick. So he's he's playing really well right now. He may not have the gaudy statistics that we've sort of become used to seeing from him. But that's more a pace factor, like you mentioned. And the fact that their running game for the first time in, I don't know, two decades is relevant. Like, carry on Johnson is a player. So their offense is good. I I think that this Lions team is going to end up making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the early returns on Patricia, I think people were skeptical. But he's, uh, I think he's a good coach. I think he's at least doing a good job right now. Yeah, I mean, I was one of them, so... I apologize, Matt Patricia. I still don't know why you need a pencil with a laminated play sheet, but I've 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 come around a little bit. <laughs> Broncos at Chiefs. Uh, the Kansas City Mahomeses are ten point home favorites, fifty three and a half point total. I mean, these teams played uh, to start our month, so they will also play to end the month uh, here in October. What do you think of this, Matt? Ten points. Yeah, Chiefs seven and zero against the spread to start the year. Um, can't do any better than that. Right. Uh, I, I want to back the Broncos because I just think that these, these chief spreads have to become inflated at some point, but I don't think this is the week. Uh, if you look at these two teams, they're both coming off wins of 35 points. So unsurprisingly teams who face an opponent who scored 35, who won by at least 35 the previous week, 
covered at a at a really strong clip, 49-36-5 and five against the spread. So both of these teams fit that trend, so it doesn't really help us one way or the other. But I think if you're digging into the results, the Broncos' result is definitely more fraudulent than the Chiefs' result. They scored two defensive touchdowns on a Thursday night game against the Cardinals. We already talked about how those Thursday games notoriously favor the better team. So the fact that they won by 35 plus to me is much less impressive than the fact that the Chiefs did it, right? Like we've seen the Chiefs just kind of roll dudes all season. So I think that this line should be higher. I think it should be closer to two touchdowns. The Broncos played them tough when this game was in Denver, but they ultimately couldn't get the job done. Now that they're back in Arrowhead, I think the Chiefs will be motivated to uh, to send a message here. I will take the Chiefs laying the 10. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'm with you. Like, I, I don't like betting numbers this high. I think that that's a hole in my game. Like, last week you won on that Rams 9-9.5. Really, really sharp bet. Uh, I think this is, like, a very similar spot. I mean, like you said, the Chiefs have just murdered people this year. Um and I think especially at home, like, there's really no reason for them to not kind of keep humming along. I mean, Post Mahomes is literally averaging over 30 DraftKings points a week. I know this is not the DraftKings show, but, like, he's just sick. And I don't think Denver has has a real answer for them. I mean, they, last week, I think that they just wanted to show that they were still kind of around. And this is just, like, a, a complete letdown spot for them. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been saying all year, just throw those Thursday night results out the window. They don't really mean anything when you're looking at a team's performance on a on a week to week basis, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think it makes sense. I uh, I would love to chat Chiefs all day instead of talking about this next game. Uh, <laughs> Redskins minus one at the Giants, forty two and a half point total. Matt included some uh, very creative clip art in our podcast outline. Uh, just a very 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 beaten man with a white flag <laughs> raised and uh, said live look in on the Giants front office. I mean, and you're right. You're right, Matt. I mean, they're, they're, they're a mess. I mean, you know what? They're doing the right thing though. Like at this point in the season, they, they're, they're not a good team. I still no. think that they're a better team than their results have shown. But at this point, there's, if there's no incentive for them to win games. So getting, you know, some late round to mid round picks for guys like Eli Apple and Snacks Harrison is probably the best for their future because it's going to help them lose more games this season. Mm-hmm. That said, yeah. it sends an awful message to the players, <laughs> you know, like trading away two of your defensive starters and getting nothing back that's going to help you this year uh, is not a good way to tell the team, you know, we believe in you. They still have their problems on the offensive line. Uh, we we talked in the offseason about how signing Nate Solder from the, from the Patriots was an overpay, and I think that most people are starting to realize that too. He's getting uh, beaten pretty badly at this point. Him being the, the most highest paid offensive lineman in the league is uh, is pretty much a sham at this point. So mm, if, Totally fine. <laughs> if if they can't protect Eli at this point in Eli's career, he's just not good enough to win games for you anymore. So given all of that, I will take the Redskins as a short road favorite. Uh, it's not a situation that I like betting, so I won't uh, really include them in my picks this week. But it would not shock me if the Redskins blew the door off this Giants team and, you know, it started sort of a free fall for them from there. 
yeah, I mean, they're going to be in my five. Like, I just, this is just a complete blowout spot. I think Washington is way better than the Giants. Like, way, way better. Even without, even like before the trades, I, uh, I mean, I think that the Redskins have a chance to win the division still. You know, like, they are, they are right in the mix, and I think they're very, very good. So, I mean, I don't really see a reason that the Giants can, can make a move here. Maybe it's, maybe I'm just a fish. Maybe this is not, maybe this is not a blowout spot, and this is a, redemption spot for the Giants I don't know I mean it's all about picking the correct spot right I uh but I I just think that Washington's way too good and I don't think the Giants are good at all and you know Washington's had a decent pass rush this year we know that that gives the Giants fits um certainly the certainly the Redskins can be run upon so uh it is a good situation for Saquon but as we saw against the Eagles you know Saquon can have 200 yards and his team still won't score so uh I will take the skins here yeah so much for the trend of teams drafting a running back in the top 10 and then winning a bunch of games the following season yeah i mean obviously it, it falls apart for the giants but you know what i'm you know what i'll say this at least i mean it's been a good week right they they're trading for picks they went for two down 14 so i mean listen it could be worse they're they're being smarter i guess could be worse motto uh, of Brent- motto of the jets Jets for life. Welcome aboard. Uh, listen, I learned, I've learned from the best. Uh, Browns at Steelers. Pittsburgh is an eight-point home favorite, 50.5-point total. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to continue to lose money with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Classic sinkhole spot. For you. <laughs> <laughs> They're a big divisional dog. That's a, that's a spot that I like to, to look at. You know, divisional underdogs of greater than seven points are 197, 162, and 6 against the spread since 2003. And if you look at Roethlisberger in particular, he's not been good in these spots, just 21 and 26 against the spread. Um, Typically, we associate the Steelers as failing when they're on the road, not at home. But I still think that the Browns are a talented enough football team to to keep this close. Uh, I'd feel better about it if they fired Hugh Jackson tomorrow and installed... You at head coach, to be honest. But uh, yeah. even with Hugh at the helm, I think that the Browns are talented enough to keep it close against the Steelers team that's known to sleepwalk from time to time. I mean, if you hire me as the OC tomorrow, we will score 30 points a game in Cleveland. Like, just <laughs> I love your confidence with all this stuff. I really do. Just I mean, we got Baker Goat. Like, just <laughs> unleash the beast. This isn't hard. Yeah, um, I'd love to see some more Duke. You know, I thought we were going to get Duke oh, last 100%. week, but no Duke. It's sad. We got Dukey. That's what we got. We got Dukey. <laughs> um, uh, once again, I think that the I think that the spread is very competitive. I I really struggle to bet on Hugh Jackson. Yep. But one thing I am not afraid to bet on is these teams playing terrible defense. Uh, you know, the Steelers in particular have really been shredded against tight ends this year. Uh, they have not been, they really haven't been the same since, uh, I can't, I can't remember the guy's name now that had the linebacker at the series. Yeah. Once Shazier went down, like, I feel like their whole defense has been dramatically different. Uh, the Browns have been better on paper, but still situationally on defense have not been good. Greg Williams is still a hashtag moron. Um, so I think 50.5 is actually a little light here. I think that this te- this game's going to feature a lot of scoring. We know that in the wind and rain in week one, 
Uh, these teams didn't, were not able to put up a bunch of points. And I think that's probably part of the reason that this total is a little low. But, uh, you know, the Browns, I don't think you're going to have an answer for James Conner. Uh, and the Steelers, I don't think you're going to have an answer for the passing game. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to forego the spread and I'm going to go over 50.5. And let's talk about my bookie now because uh, listen, they've been our sponsor for, for months. I mean, since the Super Bowl, my bookie has been with us and, uh, there's a good reason that we've been with them, right? Because, uh, they are the best. And we know that watching football is fun. We know that prognosticating on football is fun. But it's even better when you have action on the games. Uh, we've been talking about this not just for weeks, for months. And some of you guys are still not betting. You're still on the sidelines here at my bookie. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you have to be betting at my bookie. You're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot. Uh, I certainly would fall into that category. Uh, create a big parlay. You know, you pick three teams to win. If you hit on all three, you turn $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on. Playoff baseball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. But my bookie is the one bet that I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend my bookie because I trust them and they're easy to use. They have great online reviews and have been in business for years. Uh, you know, if you're still on the sidelines, this is the time to get in the game. My bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you have to join now because I'm pulling that offer soon. Um, you know, we've been saying that for weeks, but I mean, seriously, just take advantage of the freaking promo, like a hundred percent deposit bonus. All you have to do is use promo code Rotoviz. Uh, like we're offering you free money. So uh, if you are a sports better of any kind, if you're a fantasy player of any kind, like you can't say no to free money. You can't say no to my bookie. So log on right now, double your money, use promo code Rotoviz, and you get that first deposit match 100%. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.ag, sorry. How, how dare I? Uh, you play, you win, and you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Ravens at Panthers, Matt. Uh, this is, I, I like... Uh, these two teams like I like when they play I'm really happy they're playing each other I think it's gonna be a really good football game but uh, Baltimore is a two-point road favorite at Carolina day of the Cam Newton comeback 43 and a half point total what do you think yeah uh, interesting line movement on this game Baltimore opened up at plus one but they've already been bet all the way up to minus two so the the sharp money is kind of coming in early on the Baltimore Ravens which Again, is not super surprising to me. We talked last week about how Baltimore is, you know, maybe somewhat quietly one of the best teams in the league. You know, they've played a tough schedule. Last week against the Saints was tough. You know, we talk all the time, too, about how the Saints have become sort of an underrated road team. Um, so I'm not surprised that they didn't cover in that spot. But I think that this is a much better spot for them. Like, the Panthers did end up coming back and winning last week, but they probably didn't deserve to. So I will lay the points here with a road favorite. I'm going with the Ravens. The one concern I have is Cam Newton has been decent as a home underdog. He's 10-7 and against the spread in his career. But that's not like a, uh, you know, Russell Wilson type mark, for example. You know, Russell the love muscle, my boy. So uh, it, it means he's mortal. I like the Ravens here. I'm going to bank on them, you know, getting on a little bit of a roll here. Their schedule hasn't done them any favors, but I think, you know, by the time the playoffs come around, the, the Ravens are going to be pretty comfortably in the in the playoff positioning. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens still have a great pass defense. I think they have the correct combination of front seven players to contain Cam Newton. Um, and their offense has been, like, low-key pretty good. I mean, I really like what they're getting out of Buck Allen. But... Uh, Joe- Joe Flacco has had like the least Joe Flacco season of his career, which is good. Um, 
So I like Baltimore. And like you said, I think that they're kind of, they're a little underrated because they've been in some rough spots. And as a result, their record maybe isn't as good as we would like. Um, but I think that they're the correct side here. You know, that it, this is another one of those weeks where I really like a bunch of the road favorites and, uh, I don't love that. So <laughs> we'll yeah, see what happens. I hear you. It's always scary. We did go through the numbers though on one of our previous shows where road favorites of, you know, less three points or less are, are not nearly as bad against the spread as you think they are. It's when you get start getting into the, you know, the touchdown road favorites where you start running into some problems. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you that it's always scary because you know that more than likely you're going to be on a public team. But that's not the case here. You know, like most of the uh, bets that have come in have come in on the Panthers as a home dog. So, you know, getting a road favorite that's not a public team, I think, is probably the way to do it if you are going to, to do it. I think that makes sense. And uh, speaking of road favorites that I like, uh, Colts minus three at Raiders, 49 and a half point total. I mean, I this was my uh, action network piece of the week right here. Andrew Luck is back. I mean, the deep ball has come back since like week three. His A dot has been around his career number. I think that Luck is slinging it like crazy. Um, and the Raiders secondary is is terrible. I mean, talk about another team that's kind of giving up like they traded Amari Cooper. I just don't really see how the Raiders compete in this game offensively. I think the Colts defense is a little better than they've gotten credit for. Uh, so I will lead here, Matt, and just say that I like Colts minus three. Yeah. I, I wish I could bet the under on like John Gruden years of his contract. Like, sure. <laughs> I, I, he signed a 10 year deal. Uh, I, I don't think anybody thinks he's coaching all 10 of those years, but like, how soon do you think they would pull the plug on him? Like three years? Like, I don't know. Like they have to pay him all that money, right? Yep. Guaranteed. Oh, such a bad contract. That might be the worst contract in the league. Like players, coaches, it doesn't matter. That's just an awful contract. I get that they uh, got a first round pick for Amari, but like Amari is still 24 years old. You know, he was a top five pick. Right. He He's like younger than Calvin Ridley. So it's not like this guy is old and washed up at this point. I think that a change of scenery is going to do wonders for him. I mean, Dallas, obviously not an ideal landing spot, but just anything has to be better than playing with Derek Carr at this point. Like outside of John Gruden, he's probably got the second worst contract in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, what's crazy is that like the reports were like, they're not sure Amari Cooper loves football. And I'm like, Amari Cooper has literally dominated football every year of his life until he was like in the black hole, you know? So like once, once Jerry Jones is like blowing the smoke up his butt and stuff and he's like the boy, uh, he'll be fine. Like I, I have, I have zero concerns here. Yeah, me neither. So we'll see, you know, this is a big draft now for John Gruden. This one and the next one, he's going to have five first round picks. Uh, obviously that doesn't play anything into this particular game. But uh, I think it's pretty evident that the Raiders are playing for next season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do at quarterback. I'm, I, I bet they they feel like they're still committed to Derek Carr. But man, like as long as that guy's at quarterback, I don't I don't feel great about their future. So anyway, long story short, I agree with you. Colts minus three. Uh, I love what they've been doing on offense this season. Marlon Mack being back. 
seems to have given them uh, something that they lacked with Naeem Hines. You know, Hines was more of a pass catcher. Mack can do some of that stuff out of the backfield and is also a much more accomplished runner. So, yeah, give me the Colts here laying the three uh, in Los Angeles or Oakland or Las Vegas, Pluto, uh, the moon, wherever they want to play this game, I'll take the Colts. Yeah, and uh, by the by, the, the Raiders can actually cut Carr after this season and save like $40 million in the cap. So We'll see if they do it. I mean, That's definitely in play. I, I hope they do for the sake of their franchise and whatever you know, 17 fans they have left at this point. Yeah, and whatever 40-year-old receiver has, they're going to catch the ball next year. Think about Ice Cube. You know, what's Cube going to do with another year of Derek Carr? The man can't take it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to start coming out with like a Sunday after next series. Um, Packers at Rams. Uh, the former Lambs are nine-and-a-half-point home favorites. 56-and-a-half-point total. I mean, they've just been smacking teams all year. What do you think of this matchup? Probably still no Cooper Cup in this game, for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I did see that Cup was doubtful. I mean, Anthony, listen, you know me, right? You know where I'm going in this game. I have to take Aaron Rodgers, getting <laughs> nine and a half points. He's never gotten this many points in his whole career. He's never been this large of a dog. Uh, I love getting good quarterbacks as underdogs. I mean, if you look up most good quarterbacks in the bet labs database you're gonna see that they have successful cover rates as underdogs because well they're good (laughs) you know so they can normally at least keep games competitive if not win them outright i also really like that the packers are coming off of a bye we make fun of mike mccarthy all the time but rogers and mccarthy with at least 13 days of rest seven one and one against the spread so that's you know pretty darn impressive uh, yeah, I love the Packers. The Rams are so good, but 10 points, I mean, that just seems crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Rams are just that much better than everybody else in football, but give me the Packers, give me Aaron Rodgers plus the points, and uh, I will gladly take an elite quarterback every single time in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to disagree on the premise that I think the Packers are bad. Like, I just... I think, I think where some of these trends don't fit, don't fit into this game is that I don't think the Packers ever been this bad. Like I just, you look at their games. I mean, they squeaked out a win one point against Chicago. They tied Minnesota, lost to the Vikings, beat the Bills, sure, Bills, uh, lost to the Lions. And then last week at, or sorry, two weeks ago at home, a three point win at home against the Niners. Okay. But how many of those losses came by more than nine and a half points? Uh, one of them, but none of those games, none of those games are against good teams, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just think, I just think the Rams Lions are, are way, way better. <laughs> they are. They're they're much better everywhere. But the Packers are going to be healthier for this game. You know, they will more than likely have uh, Randall Cobb back. They should also have um, Geronimo Allison back. Like, I think that. I mean, if they're going to have Randall Cobb back, then I guess you're right. <laughs> listen don't 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 rain on my rogers parade all right like i mean it's my job that's such a brand play for me i like, I, I know it is and i don't get this brand move of yours i I don't get it but i'm glad that you're at least consistent so you know i i, I we'll see if you have the guts to really lay the rams laying nine and a half points against 
Aaron Rodgers in your picks. We'll see how big of a man you really are, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a pick, if it's in my picks, but I will consider, I will consider a wager. I'll just take your action. Like, I'll consider that. All if, right. Uh, we'll book it. Um, <laughs> Niners at cards. This is a pick em right now. 42 and a half point total. Two of the uh, teams I would say are the wor- that are the worst in the league right now. Um, but still, cards at home. I mean, what do you think of this? Yep. Two teams that fit the blow-off loss trend that I like to look at. But I think that it's more applicable to the Cardinals here. Like, I think if you look at the Niners, right, and their loss, you can say they lost to the Rams, who we just talked about as being the best team in the league by a significant margin. Like, nobody is going to hold the fact that they lost by 35 points against them. But the Cardinals, who lost by 35 on national television to the Detroit Lions, or I'm sorry, the Denver Denver Broncos, same team, basically. (laughs) Like, that is more of an inexcusable situation. So, to me, the line value here is with the Cardinals. I don't see how you could say that that the San Francisco 49ers are three points better than this team on a neutral field. I don't see how that's possible. I mean, the Cardinals just beat them by 10 in Arizona a few weeks ago. So yeah, I re- Francisco, even. Right. Yes. On the road. Right. So now yeah, they're at correct. home. So I don't understand what this line is saying. So I, I love the Cardinals here. I think that, you know, we're, we're judging a lot of what we think we know about the Cardinals off of one bad loss on a Thursday night game. And I'm not trying to say that they're a good team. Like, these are two bad teams. But I just think that the Niners are worse, and they're not being treated such as in Vegas right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cards only lost by two to the Bears, by three to the, to the Seahawks. Um, I don't think that, like, you know, they're going to get rolled by good teams, but I think when they're playing a bad team, they're certainly in play. I really like that Mike McCoy just got fired. I think that... Uh, you know, I do not have the data on this, but I would imagine that any time like an offensive coach, a bad offensive coach is fired, that results in better offense. I mean, I, that's just I, I, that's just my intuition. So <laughs> seems fair. Uh, I think that we're going to get you know a good. The, yes, I, I feel like we're going to get the best out of them so far. Um, sounds like Rosen is okay to play, which is obviously good. We don't want to see Sam Bradford in this game, but uh, I mean. Again, like what, what have the Niners done? You know, like they just got rolled and I don't think that like, I don't think they can score points. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I flat saying it, like I think that the cards still play pretty decent defense. Patrick Peterson wants to be there still is the report. Um, so I, I kind of think like Arizona is in like the opposite. They're like opposite morale as like a team like the Giants or a team like the Raiders where like, they're like still trying to work on convincing guys to stay. And, you know, they have a future that they're looking forward to with the young quarterback. So I think that they're going to be balls out in this game. You know, I, I think pick them at home is a good, a good bet. Right. And just to, to put some numbers on what I was talking about earlier, like, again, these are two teams that are both coming off of big losses, right? But San Francisco is getting 67% of the bets at the moment. Like, Oof. why does the public think that San Francisco is the better team out of this too. I just don't get it, which is another reason why I love the Cardinals. Like the, This is one of my favorite plays of the week, to be honest. I, I know that backing a bad team is scary, but you're also getting to fade a good team, or fade a bad team that's public for some reason. So I yep. love it. 
Saints at Vikings, we have another pick em. This is your Sunday night special, 52-point uh, total. Now, Matt, I mean, we've discussed the uh, Drew Brees primetime game at home trends. Mm. Uh, what are What is the LaMarca Labs uh, uh, <laughs> saying about Saints on the road in primetime? You know, uh, unfortunately, just not enough data in the old uh, LaMarca brain system. There, I think, what would we say they were? Like 101-0 against the yeah. spread at home in primetime. On the road, I don't know if they've ever played a primetime game. So I think it's 0-0. Zero and zero. <laughs> But yeah, I like the Saints on the road. Uh, this spread opened up as Vikings minus 1.5. Already down to pick them, which is not surprising. Like, the Saints are as good as they were last year. I mean, it's... We, we looked for reasons why they might regress, and I do think that their defense isn't as good as it was last season, but they just move the ball at will. Um, they have two of the best running backs in the league. I mean, maybe Mark Ingram doesn't deserve that praise, but they have a great one-two punch at running back. They score points, and they are underrated typically on the road. 12-5-1 against the spread on the road since 2016. That includes a 3-0 and mark this season, including last week against a really good Baltimore team. So uh, it would not shock me if by the time kickoff rolls around on this game, we're looking at something like Saints minus three. So if, if you like the Saints, like I do, I would suggest locking them in now. Yeah, I don't have a particularly strong feel in this game. I mean, I think that the Viking skill players are better than what the Saints have defensively, but at the same time, you know, the Vikings offensive line is a complete train wreck. And I think anytime they play a team with like even a decent pass rush, uh, they're going to be in trouble. So, uh, you know, we'll see what kind of pressure the Saints can put on Kirk Cousins in this spot. Um, I do not really have a lean on this game, so I'm probably just staying away. I think this will just be uh, hashtag good football. So that is what I'm rooting for. Always a fan of that. Uh, Monday Night Football. I mean, I don't even know how this game ended up on Monday Night. But uh, <laughs> Pats at Bills. Uh, there is no line posted at my bookie, but if we just look at the, uh, I assume pulled this off Action Network. Correct. Uh, Pats are two touchdown favorites, minus 14 on the road, 44 and a half point total. Um, I mean, that this is the game no one will watch on Monday Night. So what do you think of this? Yeah, I guess Monday Night does not have the flexibility yet. You know, like Sunday Night Football, they they would have flexed this game out. But Monday Night Football, sorry, Booger McFarlane, like you're stuck watching this game on your little tractor roll, rolling the around cold. the field. <laughs> so that's what, um, you get for, that's what you get for bashing analytics. <laughs> you get to sit in Buffalo. I think this is the largest road favorite we've seen, seen this season so far. Patriots minus 14, two full touchdowns. Uh, it's a lot of points. If you're a trends better and you know me, Anthony, you know, I love a good trend. The bills fit three of my, my personal trends that I've created this week. They're a big divisional dog. They're a team coming off of a blowout loss and they are a contrarian team coming off of a bad offensive game. So I've got to back the bills here just based off of that. I mean, I have zero confidence in the pick. It would not shock me if the Patriots just blew their doors off. But this could also be a classic look-ahead spot for the Patriots. Like, they can't be taking the Bills super serious in this spot. I don't know how you could. You know, like, I'm sure Belichick all week is trying to tell his guys not to, to take this team lightly. But how do you not take the Bills lightly at this point? Um, the Patriots are also a little bit banged up for what it's worth. I mean, they lost Sony Michelle. 
So they're going to be starting, you know, Kenyon Barner, I guess, at running back. More touches from my boy James, James White. White. But, you know, James White can't run the ball. <laughs> he is the, maybe the worst running running back in the league. So that might help or hurt them in a put the game away situation. I don't know, Anthony. I'm reaching for reasons why the Bills can keep this game competitive, and I'm struggling. But I just can't go against three trends that I've created. That just seems like it's something I can't do. So I'll take the Bills. Yeah, I mean, the trend that you're forgetting, obviously, is bet the Pats every week. Yeah, you're right. That is the, That's that the, is the trend, trend I am backing. That's the go yeah, trend. That is the trend I am backing this week. <laughs> Um, I mean, the Bills are terrible, and I know that the Pats play the Packers next week against your boy Aaron Rodgers, and maybe that is look ahead, uh, spot. you know, a look ahead spot, as you said. But I mean, the the Bills stink, and like, I think this line is too high. I think that it should be like ten or twelve. Um, I certainly think that it's bumped up, and I still think that I would bet it. Like, I just don't. There's just no chance I'm betting the Bills. Like, I the coach is terrible. The quarterback is terrible. I mean, the quarterback is is beyond. Terrible. Is it Derek like, Anderson again this week? Yeah. Oh boy. yeah. Like I, like Derek Anderson has like threw more passes um this past Sunday than he has the last like six years. I like, think the Bills should no. sign Derek Flutie. Let's get, let's get another Flutie game. Like I think that would be the, better than Derek Anderson. The Bills should sign Colin Kaepernick or someone like they should just sign someone decent like i don't know they keep saying that they can compete and then they throw Derek anderson out there like i just you know <laughs> you're sending me mixed signals <laughs> um so i mean i absolutely am taking the patriots i think that Derek anderson is, is just is just the the nut low like i just don't see i can't i can't i'm really struggling to come up with a scenario where the bills score points in this game yeah i, I the, the only the only situation is the look ahead which again i yep. think is very much in play but sure, sure, sure. But yeah, like when Derek Anderson is like your best option, it's uh, it's pretty bleak times, and that's clearly where the Bills are at because they cannot put Nathan Peterman out there again. No, they can't no, do it. Just lunch, <laughs> lunch meat. Uh, so let's get into the uh, my book. Uh, sorry, I always say that the book it my bookie picks of the week. Matt, you had a winning week last week, three and two, moved to eighteen, fourteen, and three overall. I. Uh, I did not do so well. 1 4 0, 14 19 and 2 overall. My first bad week in like a month though, yeah, so listen, I, I'm hoping to you are get back tr- on the on the You were crushing, but everybody has to lose occasionally, you know? So you get over it, you you put it out of your mind. You're 1 5 and 0 week away from 500. That's yep. how I would and look that, at that's, it. And that's coming. I'm feeling it. I feel good this week. So, I will start uh I feel like I need one big 4 and 1 week. Like I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm right around like 56% cover rate, one four and one week this week, and my numbers look fantastic for the season. So that's what I'm shooting for here. Uh, I already mentioned the Cardinals. They're probably my favorite pick of the week. They're in there as a pick 'em. Uh, I'm taking the Browns plus eight against the Steelers. I love fading these Steelers as a big, uh, big favorite. I'm gonna take the Jags in a London home game plus three. You know I'm taking Aaron Rodgers plus nine and a half against the Rams. And I'm going to take the Lions minus three. I think that they are uh, one of the more underrated teams in football right now. And I think that they should be able to dispatch the Seahawks in a West Coast to East Coast game. All right. Uh, I mean, I am with you on the Jags. And I am with you on the Cardinals. And 
Uh, the rest of my bets are, are typical Amico bets. I mean, I'm taking my two overs, Tampa Bay Cincy, over 54. Cleveland Pittsburgh, over 50.5. Um, and then my fifth pick is, is, is tricky because I, I am torn. I think ultimately I'm going to stick with Ravens minus two at the Panthers. I think that that's, I think ultimately the Ravens are a really good football team. I wanted to take the Redskins, but like I just. <laughs> then the Giants win the, and you're I, just mad. Yeah, the Giants will find, <laughs> right, exactly. Like I just want to, if the Giants win, I just want to be able to be like, okay, cool. Um, so. Cue a Redskins pot. three touchdown win incoming, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna just take them both probably in the in the fantasy pros contest because I can bet more than five. But that's uh, that's that. So I mean, that's gonna do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, and get the deposit bonus, guys. I mean, 100% deposit bonus, dollar for dollar match. Promo code Rotoviz, mybookie.ag. Get it done. For Matt Lamarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Factory.